Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets. Interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. A set decorator works closely with a location manager, especially if a TV show or film is location heavy. Now what that means is that there are more shooting days on a location than built sets on a soundstage. When I text out a location, the location manager, the producers, the production designer, and the director have usually seen the location and have the details of how the scenes will play out. My interaction with a location manager is that of seeing when I can get in to prep the location. How am I getting the dressing in? Can I make holes in the walls for art? And what time do we have to be out of there for a wrap? Most of these questions are asked by my lead man, Patrick Alvin, who's a saint. Uh, He's coordinating the trucks and the manpower to get this all done. I, with all certainty, would never want to be a location manager. It's a hard gig. You have not only have to smooth the people at the location, sometimes asking people to leave their own homes and move out for three days. You also have to deal with almost every department head to coordinate how you will shoot this location. Where are the trucks going? Where's the cable running? Where's Crafty being set up? Uh, The actors' trailers? Dealing with loss and damage after the shooting? It's so much. Plus, making sure the entire crew knows where they're going, what time they can get in, and what time they got to be taillights out. And the dreaded hours, you got to get up really early and stay really late. But the payoff is the contribution of giving the project the value of a location to tell the story. Think of a film like Roman Holiday without the sights of Rome, all of those beautiful locations they went to. Or, as I'll ask location manager Caleb Duffy, the cities that became characters in films like Traffic and Ocean's Eleven. I've been working with Caleb Duffy for the last three years on the show Veep and The Good Place. He's a super chill guy that no matter how rearranged the schedule gets and flying minute by minute, he always seems to keep his cool. And believe me on Veep, things changed every 30 seconds. I know how hard he worked on Veep to get those locations for every episode. So many locations. Some days it was impossible in my mind to even decorate them. I can't imagine coordinating getting them. Some episodes has as many as 20. In preparing for this interview, I looked him up on IMDb, which I don't think I had done before, and I had no idea the resume this guy has. And actually, how many people we know in common from working with them in the past. Caleb started early in the 2000s as an assistant location manager on projects such as Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, Ocean's Eleven, Terminator 3, and a location manager on Superman Returns, Into the Wild, The Artist, Behind the Candelabra, Thor, and just recently, Wine Country. He's location managed TV shows such as Greek, True Detective, The Good Place, and Veep. I hope you enjoy. I have no idea how you started and how you got to, like, 
Hollywood. Are you from here? Yep, I'm from L.A. You're from L.A. Yeah, uh, born in South Bend. Dad was at Notre Dame, finished his program, moved the family out to L.A. because he was a rock and roll stud. Nice. <laughs> like, came within an inch of, like, that being his life. Oh. It was super close. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then yet, like, oh. I know, and then, oh, and then my brother came along, and then my mom was said, hey, we got two kids to feed. Go yeah. be an architect, please. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. that's, that was his fallback. That's a huge, that's a, <laughs> I'm either going to rock out, or yeah. I'm going to be an architect, which is sort of yeah. a straight-laced type of person. He's, he's not, yeah, he's a true, like, renaissance guy, and I feel like it's helped me in what I do, just to have, like, an understanding of, of style, and, right. like, what, you know, era, style, craftsmanship, so that, that was really cool to kind of get that through just osmosis. Wow, and, yeah. Um, he still plays drums, he's still mm-hmm. a jazz drummer, just moved to Nashville wow. with his wife, and... They're like, yeah, retiring in Nashville. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's cool. And to music. Like to music, he, yeah. He's And he's, such a perfect place to retire to for that, Yeah, I think. It's cool. I think he made the right life choice, especially for us as a family. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. But yeah, grew up in the valet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, full, full deal. Lived in New York. Um, lived in Boston. Um, I love Boston. I can never live there, though. It was... I, I do too, and I had to move back because it the weather. Did you work there? Is school. Work? School. Yeah, that's kind of where I got directed into doing film and TV production mm-hmm. as well. I In Boston. <clears throat> yeah, I, w- I went back to school at a later age, like I was 25, mm-hmm. and found this liberal, ar- liberal arts school, Emerson College, and went there for broadcast oh, journalism. Yeah. Like I wanted to be a sportscaster. That was my whole nice. fucking thing. <laughs> and what a dream job that is, right? really. Just yeah. get to watch TV. Just be or at, event, be at TV, events. Watch the events. Yeah. Be at events. Report on them. Yeah. <clears throat> interact Have with Have an these, opinion yeah. on other people's talents. Interact on these amazing athletes yeah. that like sacrifice their entire life to get to that point. Right. And like, I think second semester, one of my co-students was doing his short film got picked in the film program like you pitch your you pitch pitch your ideas like you do here in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and that class when they pick the film does that film and you build your crew within the student body and so I was in some audio fucking class or something learning how to splice quarter inch you know reel to reel tape (laughs) nice (laughs) and the guy we're talking, and he says, hey, so my film got picked. Do you want to do sound for my movie? And it was this really cool short film about a, an old horse racing gambler. And we did it in Suffolk Downs outside of Boston. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and I got to, like, wire jockeys ah. with lavalier mics and get all the sounds, all the sounds. Of, the, of the horses. And, like... That's cool. It was, it was like... Intense. Uh, it was intense, and it was like, you know... Student film. Student film. What the, what the heck? Yeah. You're, you're so, a light. <laughs> totally. So I changed my major right away. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do film study. Nice. And did it. 
and then you got bit I got hard. Totally bit hard. <laughs> Horse bit. I could do this. This is awesome. Sweet. So oh, no. So yeah, lived there. <clears throat> Didn't come home for five years till I like lived there through the summer, worked, did the whole Boston experience, and then um moved back home and realized like, oh shoot, I, I have no idea how to get a job right now. And I had, <laughs> and which is crazy because you live because you're in LA and you're yeah. like they're shooting everywhere. I could just I'm just gonna get on something. Right, and I have no family affiliation to the industry as well, so no one in my family in my history has, has anything to do with this. Right. So there's zero nepotism connections to right. go off of, even you know, right. which are huge. Yeah, but that's not true because I I have a cousin who's an actress and. I, she's great and everything, but actors have nothing to do with what happens behind the camera. True. And so for me, it was like, I, I first of all, I didn't ask for help because I didn't want it. I wanted to do it on my own. Mm. But having been in the business and working, I'm like, she, what was she going to do? Get me like a, a PA job? That's not what I wanted to do. I mean, it would have been an in, but it wouldn't have been in the art department. They have no connections to other departments, really. Maybe hair and makeup. No, they'd probably call a casting agent. Yeah, yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Right, and you're on that side then. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't a bad side to be no, on. No, no, no. Just a different route. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I had one I had one friend that was in the industry <laughs> that, that I went to high school with. His name's Corey Bronson. Mm-hmm. Still one of my closest friends. And he was doing wardrobe. He's a costumer. He's doing wardrobe on Man on the Moon. And Oh, yeah, with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so... He arranged it to where I could intern with the sound department and work on the film, but not get paid. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> I get to eat two times a oh, day. Oh, well, then you can't eat it. Sweet. Don't forget. Free meals. You're in. Yeah, it's great. And so for two and a half months, I look. I got exposed to like what we do: wake up early, get to set, and yeah. I sat next to this sound mixer, Chris Newman for the entire film and, and just learn and just like learned intern sort of right yeah intern and then I met this I met a first AD Mike Rizzoli and he was a second at the time and that was the guy that I would bother every week okay. hey do you have a PA job for me yeah hey do you have a PA job for me hey do you have a PA job yeah. for me and I get a call from him after the man on the moon experience and it was great and I get a call from him, and he says, hey, I, I think I have a way that I know how you could stop calling me and I can get you a job. Get <laughs> off my back, man. So he got me a job running air conditioning on Aaron Brockovich. Like, that was my job. $75 a day. I drove a 1988 Cutlass Supreme with spiked wheels, <laughs> baby blue. Did they put that in the movie? Like, of course they did. It is. It is. It's in. It's in a big crane shot where she's at this roadside hotel. That's perfect. <laughs> so, That's a perfect car for there. So awesome. So my job was to keep. You know, we were out in Barstow. We didn't have close vendors. We're two hours away, so they hired me to run seven machines and move them around with transportation and learn. That's around. not an easy job. No. Those big tubes and everything, you gotta come My in hands are bleeding every day. I worked yeah. 16 hours a day, and it was it's like a the, really hard it job. It was the best job of my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, what? This is great. Yeah. Okay, Barstow? <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm this like, is they're, Hollywood, they're man. Giving, they're giving me per diem. Oh, yeah. Well, you then, know? yeah. I'm like... <laughs> it's like going to Vegas and winning the first time. Then they've got you for life. You're always like, oh, I and got this, I got that. Totally. And, it's, and then it's not only that, but it's a Soderbergh film. Right. And You're not starting on... Like some no, shitty. I got it was so lo- softcore so... porn like I did. <laughs> like... <laughs> you started out big, dude. I stepped into like luck. That's awesome. Man. And was so stoked and so grateful. Like that that manager ended up mentoring me for seven years, and I was his key assistant, like for traffic and oceans and basically did full frontal steven's like midlife crisis movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was yeah i still apply things that i learned from ken lavitt today and he gave me absolutely the window into the creative aspect of what a location manager does and he said this is your up in the prep portion of things so this is your opportunity to get your eye and your brain into In, yeah. the movie. You have such, and a location manager has such input for so early on. It, you're basically giving, the you're helping give the style of the film. 100%. Especially if it's all locations. You're finding these practical locations that we're going to shoot at that have the bones, hopefully, to... to yep. To lend to the story. Totally. And the sex. And I'm so happy that he implored that and like gave that to me. It was like, it's huge. It's, it was, and that's my favorite part of the process. What is your process? Let's put it that way. Um, my process is first I listen. I just listen, especially in the very beginnings when the director. I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number one, I'm sorry. try to listen to what the director and the designer and the producer because there are a lot of voices as you know like everyone wants yeah. to have their voice in yeah and it's part of what we do and you want to be validated there's that a way. lot of cooks sometimes yeah and they're all valid it's your producer your the director the designer the location i mean everyone has their their path of what the way they want this to go down yeah and some of them conflict and some of them everybody's on the same page but a lot of times, I don't, uh, not a lot of times, but sometimes it gets hairy when nobody is thinking the same way. Yeah, you're all off in a different yeah. tangent, and then there's, then you're done, really. You really have, you have a fighting, maybe a fighting chance just based on if people stay cool. Because then you have to get options for those different views. Um, yeah. Which is to- exhausting. And you do too. You've oh, got yeah, to, yeah. You've got to spread out color palettes yeah. and like what's reflecting off of the wardrobe and how they interact with, you know, what sub context are you bringing through that yeah. you subliminally don't, subliminally don't recognize really, but you're like, something nice is happening here that I don't really put my finger on, but I, I like what I see. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. there's a language to that. Yeah. Coming to all like the synergy of it all coming God. together is really sometimes magical because you're like, wow, look at that we all co- sort of court like we only talked once. Yeah. And look, 
Look at how this all came together. And it worked really well. And that's Veep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like that is Veep. The convention that was Veep. The yeah. convention set mm-hmm. was that exactly. Like that was an amazing. It's like feat. one scout, one meeting, and then everybody just break. You break, and everybody and does it. Go, go, crush it. Yeah. 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 So yeah it's yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, many sets like that on Veep. Fuck. I mean. Every season, it, I, loca- the locations in Veep we were so location heavy. Sometimes doing like three or four a day, yeah, and then three or four sets in those locations. Like I'm not even joking. It's it was insane. It was insane, and unfortunately, the audience will never see half of what we did. No, no, they won't. Um, Which is a bummer. It is. It's a it, bummer it, if you're a fan <clears throat> of the show like I am, and there's so much comedy that is not going to be seen it's so many good scenes it's that bothers me it gets overpowered by the jokes yeah 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 right yes because that's the power yes yeah and i just i discussed with jim how many times there was a joke there and the location or the set reflected that joke (sighs) but then the joke got cut and then our set just looks like what why is there why is that big flower piece there right (laughs) you know something like as easy as that but it's distracting to me as a viewer who's looking for that but right and we also have read the 60 pages of the the The, content and like oh that's so much that is not there yeah yeah and do you get frustrated as i do when uh we spend the time and the effort and not our money to go to these gorgeous locations and then it's just it's just heads i Sometimes I get, sometimes I'm, I'm like, oh man, that's such a wasted opportunity. And we had such, yeah. there was so much depth there and we were like, we really showed this right. Yeah. And it doesn't get shown yet. Yeah, I sometimes get, especially if it's a really great location or set or yeah. something like, oh man, that, that, that's hard. How closely do you work with the production designer? Uh, extremely. Yeah. Uh, it's different though today these days. Like usually, you, we used to get in a car, drive around. The two of you. The two of us. Yeah. Like when we had time, <clears throat> films you have more time to do this. TV it's like too little fast. Yeah. You know you're really kind of grinding out usable options that you can turn around really quickly because you don't have a lot of time. Um, today though, everything's like you can Google Earth Scout. You can just be over a computer. You you know you're lose. Do you think that's better now? Do you think that you lose it? Are you losing something? I think it's as effective. It's effective. You just lose some of the relationship building opportunities. Oh yeah. That's really what it is. Good yeah. lunches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Location lunch. Location scout lunches. That's right. It's like part of the beauty yeah. of yeah. yeah. We're you, happy hours. Yeah, or... happy hours. Where are you going? I'm scouting. <laughs> yeah, I'm scouting a bar. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I could see how, I mean, technology has impacted us. I have no idea how anyone did our jobs without cell phones and being able to text pictures, and that's all I do now is digital, like, selections almost, and it's crazy how much it impacts us. And and I don't know if it's for the better, because now you can get things done so much quicker that it's it's expected. <laughs> The enabling aspect is really ramped up with that, isn't it? Yeah. And I also, great point, like 
seeing something, get it approved on the phone, send it to the producers, designer, director, but then it's done. And with our schedule, how quickly it moves, like that, that just gives you a chance as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super helpful. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how we, how we did it back then either. Like, I don't know. I wasn't, I mean, I came in and there was email and like, digital photos just getting there but we were still printing out real mm, photos yeah we were we i was i think i we, we figured i was four or five years prior to your career starting yeah. right I started so we were 99 2000 we were doing the photo pans <laughs> yeah and then you tape and them then together, we tape them together and then put them in my, folders like and that was like files. a four or five hour every day the Deal. buyers would be at the photo mat the, the, the one hour photo yeah at like five o'clock every day all the buyers there was hardly any buyers really then either it was, really it was kind of new ish not everyone had one but and decorators would be at like the one hour photo end of the day <laughs> yeah i went to qss in toluca lake that was my thing i'd bring in like photo 10... mat on <laughs> Boulevard, man. <laughs> i was there i love it yeah yeah so yeah and to be able to do this in this time period is pretty cool yeah yeah I always say I would never want to be a location person because although I'm first our department's first in a lot you are like first in and you are last out at a location yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a little thankless like what's your typical day though on a location so like if we're going like if we're going into a location that's filming yeah um Typically, one of my department and myself will open up to meet transportation to get them into a gate. That's usually at like 3.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is based but, on like a 7 a.m. call. And you've already put up directional signs. Like <laughs> Everything's already up. Yeah, you're already up. You're yeah, already, yeah. That was yeah. done the, the night before. Yeah. Um, and then we open up location, uh, get catering landed, transportation landed, Start meeting the site reps around 6 a.m. Um, hopefully mix in a nap before then in the car. In the car, yeah. <laughs> and then... Get a comfortable car. <clears throat> get a comfortable you, car. location manager. Seat heaters. Yes, seat heaters. <laughs> Key. Oh, I've been there. Uh, and then we open it up and... You know, I, I usually hang around myself for about an hour and a half, two hours once we get going just because that's where shit can go sideways right because because when they come in and then they want to rehearse and everything hey can we go into this room exactly can we can the cable go over here now the sun's not working you know what i mean yeah and 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 my team will handle those smaller pieces usually but of course i'm gonna jump in if like i'm right there you know but it's like more like our producers now david hyman and morgan sackett and the director whoever that may be, if there's something, or and first AD, if there's something affecting the schedule that's coming up for tomorrow, I'm going to learn it in the first two hours on set. Right. And, you know, yes, they can text it, but I'd rather kind of hear what's going on, check in, what we're looking at, and then basically leave the day to my my yeah. team. Yeah. And then I am looking to the, like, what's happening down the line. Yeah. Um, once we really get to the day of filming, I'm done. Like yeah. with that, that's, that's kind of. I mean, once I dress you, it, I'm out. You're out. I'm never. I'm never really there <clears> for shooting. I'm never. 
No, and your your last check in is the day before at the end of the day. Yeah. With the set. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm there for rehearsal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, there. Yeah. I'm usually, but you're open already, a set. And if just because they need to move something around for camera yeah. or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, this isn't right. working. Or right. This, Kim, this was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I basically come in just for, like, the, the pat on the ass and the tap on the head. Yeah. Right? As we all do. As we all do. you got to get validated and say, yeah, this works. Or, no. Yeah. I have learned uh, you no news is, is good news. Greatest news. No comment. Nailed it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't need validation at all. I just needed to, I don't need any comments, honestly. That's, it's nice. That is nice. That's actually well put. Yeah. But I don't need any comments. Yeah. That's my job and... And standards high you're just you're just hoping no one's making any comments really like hey can we get another chair no yeah don't have it we're 20 we're, we're 20 miles from a prop house no i uh i always say uh let me see first but in my head i'm screaming screaming no I'm screaming it in my head. You could see that a lot in my eyes. <laughs> I have that. I have that same feeling often. Like I'm just like, are you? When a major schedule uh, change. Let me see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Mother, I showed you this job. <laughs> my response, one of mine is, I need an hour to find out. Oh, that's something a good one. like that's that. A and for 50 of those minutes, I'm cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always like, how much time do I have to yeah, get that? Yeah, totally. And, and then be realistic. Uh, shoots in 20 minutes. I'm sorry, I can't do it. What can I, can we apple box it up? Can we get a pillow? Can we do the, something? Can I put a uh, blanket over? I don't know. Yeah. You you got to be able, you got to like fly with options. Because 100%. Yeah. What, uh, what resources do you have? Um, I don't hold a date. I don't hold a library of options. Um, I think I've got a pretty good memory of stuff. Like why I, don't you? Like why don't um, you? I think things get dated. People change them over. I don't want to oh. show something that's been changed out if someone oh, knocked down a wall. And I like to approach each project as a fresh nice. kind of deal. Keeps me... It, <laughs> but I know, like, <clears throat> I know sometimes that I, I, I mean, I never try to jump in on, on any other departments. I don't like to give suggestions on any other departments because I hate when someone says, you know what would be great? A plaid chair. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> really? Well, then you go find that plaid chair. <laughs> cool. That's sort of like, so I always hesitate to give suggestions, but having been on so many locations... There's times when reading a script, you're like, oh, yeah, that candy factory downtown would be cool. I wonder yeah. if they're going to go see that. So. So, you know, some managers have weird egos about that shit. I, I don't care. Like, if someone has a great suggestion, like Morgan, Morgan suggests stuff all the time, and I love it. Because he's usually, like, 90%, 95%, like, spot on, and it's a great, like, and I, and I know he's suggesting it because... There's so many other pieces behind it that involve like actor yeah. availability. Yeah. You need to jump out from studio and be close, and he's familiar with it, and it works. Yeah, um, things like that I'm, I really appreciate and have no issue with. Yeah. Um, but there's some things like I like 
presenting new ideas and like surprising people and like because yeah. we you know we all are aware we're pretty savvy in this industry of like having a well-rounded knowledge of a lot of things yeah and, at this point yeah you know <laughs> and you see how things are done but I do like pulling something out of my hat that's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> how's this do you ever like are driving through a neighborhood and you're like that's the always house. and you're and you're not 100 percent and i make and i make a note yeah. oh always i am yeah and i don't know i think it's just kind of ingrained and like i notice i try to notice things yeah when you do something like a, a more um like a period or i think because i see that you did like fast and furious or something no what was I did the like, car one you did i did thor I didn't do a car one. Oh, Triple X. Triple X. Union. Yeah, you did do a car one. <laughs> I did. Like, are you, cube. <laughs> are you looking at, like, road, 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 road? Like, does that matter? Or you're just looking for stretches they can ride? You're not looking for, like, oh, there's a donut place back there. That would be good depends. when they're driving past it. it depends. A if it's scripted and they need to, like, see something of a store reference and you need to land in front of it, we anchor off of the place there. And then, and then build out our roads but also it's like what where can we get full control for high energy stuff like that yeah and so, how does that like because you also have to work with permits and the city and constantly getting approvals from lane closures and 100 percent. you have so much paperwork always and thank god <laughs> for my coordinators that yeah. like all of them that i've had on Pulling my team permits it's like insane i do my own permits wow on Veep, you did your own permits? I do my own permits. I don't farm it out. Because here's my philosophy on that. First... Do the permit people hate you? Because, they love me. Because you... No. There's so many no. locations we this prepped and then never shot true, and never but went the, to. This is, this is why they, they, they appreciate me doing them. My, my direct line of communication is right to my coordinator. Mm-hmm. Instead of me calling a permit service. Oh, I see. And then they inputting speaking for me right so right there i'm losing i'm weakening my chain right and and personability goes along 100 percent. and that and that that started when ken lavitt had me doing our permits by hand mm-hmm. writing them out and then having to sit in what is now what used to be the eidc which is now film la mm-hmm. and like go through the permit with the coordinator at their desk for two or three hours and wait like there i'm not moving i'm <laughs> i'm not leaving here man unbelievable <laughs> like it was but those relationships 15 16 years ago are why i get the access that i do i right. know for i know yeah. that when i call my coordinator or um neighborhood resources or community development at, at film la and I'll always call first on a property that we like, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll say, hey, what do you think of this? This is what we want to do. I know we have to go through a lot of steps, but what I'm thinking this area, what do you see in your system? And then we start talking about nice. red flags. And, oh, yeah. And like, I oof, don't. We, I don't know if we could close the street down for these hours. But then there's like weird ones like Hail Mary's like on True Detective. We had a sequence where a moving truck is on the freeway 
Was this season one or two? Two. Two. In yeah. L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a chase from an apartment underneath the big freeway through a homeless camp uh-huh. with fires and over a K-rail on a freeway on-ramp where a moving truck comes in and almost hits people, and we wanted it to do it in sequence without any cuts. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, so, first call was to Caltrans to say, hey, um, I have this idea, like, can we close down the 110 northbound interchange ramp to the, t- to the uh, 105 uh-huh. uh, westbound on a Thursday and a Friday? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like this, I'm holding up, a, I'm holding up my phone because I say it, <laughs> and, then and then I look at it, and I'm like... <laughs> stuff like well let's i don't know let's see i mean let's go scout it out right walk them through it and then you're like shit i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is actually gonna happen (laughs) it blows me away yeah and to do that and to have it but i always think that when like say like (laughs) hollywood boulevard is shut down for a premiere at man's and it's Millions of people's lives are affected. <laughs> 100%. Because of one street being closed for a movie. Like, it blows my mind the importance that... But it's... Hey, I, it's our world. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it blows my mind. Yeah. Like, that closure screwed a lot of people that day. Oh. I bet. Huge. I have to bet that. Huge. But, like, some of the stuff we do, we have to get flasher boards up 10 days before. Right. Yeah. You're, so you're they're... making people aware. It's not like, hey, shut it down five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to prepare, you got to prepare, prepare something like that. I worked on Charlie's Angels. We shut down Hollywood Boulevard between oh, Highland, right. Highland and La Brea for three straight nights. Right. And that was $220,000 each night. Wow. Yeah, your location fees are ridiculous. It was your ins- budgets are... My abs- budgets usually fall huge, huge. 12 to 15% of an overall production budget. Of the bu- of the whole budget mm-hmm. for the episode yeah. or, or show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of moving parts for you. I would never, never, never want to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't the- suggest anyone do it, actually. Like, I, I, I'd, say, I'd say go go look at other departments. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard job. It's really stressful. You have so many things that could go wrong. Like, 100%. What worries you? What What's your biggest worry on a location besides where's Kim going to park? <laughs> well, that's that's priority <laughs> one. <laughs> Get the look. Kim, you're good yeah, over there. <laughs> um, that someone doesn't show up that has a key. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Somebody oversleeps. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm good for two oversleeps on a show always. So we always have like what we call bus notes. Uh-huh. If you get hit by a bus, everyone has the information. Oh wow! So the whole team knows. Like, sick. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's really if someone doesn't show up. I I really have, I have two I have two rules in my department. One, don't run, don't fucking run on set. No running. No running. It freaks people out. 
You're so right. You're so right. People get nervous. Yeah, people are like, what's the rush? What happened? Yeah, like, what why is the location apartment oh, running? Someone, someone screwed <laughs> right. up. So, Something's so, bad. Something is horrible. That's a really I actually good pulled role. a joke on Dax Shepard <laughs> shooting hit and run on on, on uh, the last day of filming. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw the movie, but we we were at CSUN, and he wanted to drive his off-road razor up onto the library steps mm-hmm. into the courtyard by the front doors of yeah. the library there. Yeah. Like they're I it's like their centerpiece building. Right? Yeah. So me and the stuntman, Stevie D, um arranges practical joke on Dax <laughs> <laughs> that we're having our permit revoked and pulled from some board of regent at the school and I was gonna start running, like just in, in wild directions. <laughs> And see panic, and it was it was so effective. It totally worked, and I felt horrible after, like, because we had this really ambitious day. It's the last day of filming, and Dax was under a lot of pressure to get it done. <laughs> get it done. And you're just fucking with his psyche, like, fucking shit's gone down, man. I gotta get this. We gotta get the shot. Gotta oh, get the shot. Yeah, we're Steve, gonna get kicked out. Steve and I were like, that's yeah, a good one. It was a good one. It was a good one. That's because it the, the visual of somebody running. On yeah. the set when everybody's basically in slow motion. That's right. And you're watching paint dry. <laughs> you're watching a grip put up a flag That's for 20 right. minutes like, and you're like, how's this? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, the other one is have some fun. Like, just like, try to have some fun. You always have a good group. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Your very... people are always like, like you, like lighthearted, nothing too serious, nothing like. I've worked with a couple of location managers, and the first thing they say to you is no. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, way to lead. Oh, man, can you just like play with me a little and then tell me no? Like, which I, I do to people anyway. You know, <laughs> you gotta just say, like we said before, like you gotta say, like let me see what I can do. No. Yeah. But the first <laughs> word out of the mouth is no. Is such a shutdown. It's, it's a really, that's a learned lesson in this business. Don't say no. Say, let me see what I can do. 100%. I have actually told my crew, just don't say no to me. Mm. Because let me believe for five seconds that we brought that chair mm. to set and nobody forgot. That's, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say, we don't have, I don't know where it is. We don't have it. I didn't pick that up. I don't, just say, let me see what I can do. And then come back <laughs> with an answer. Just let me be in La La Land. Yeah. With the panic of it. <laughs> I understand. <clears throat> like, don't kill me right now. Yeah. <clears throat> don't crush my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. That was part one of my interview with Caleb. He's such a chill guy, as I hope that came across. In part two, we talk about Behind the Candelabra and uh, Hiking Mountains with Sean Penn on Into the Wild. So check it out. Check out the blog post for this episode on decoratingpagespodcast.com and see some of the pictures of the sets that we talk about. Also check out my weekly blog, What's One Up Watching? My weekly post about beautiful production design in TV and film. Thanks for joining me. I hope you got an earful. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floating, luxury pool floats. Float them if you got them. Visit stogiefloaty.com.